just a justice for normal sized people. <laughs> yeah. I'll be speaking from Matthew um, chapter 25 today if you have a device or a Bible, if you'd like to open it. I'll be reading it in small, smaller portions. Um, Matthew chapter 25 is Jesus tells three parables about his second return. They're all looking into the future. They're all eschological. I think I said that right. Um, looking forward as to what's, what is going to happen in the future and teaching truths about, um, about Jesus' re return. Just as um, we start this morning, I want you to think about if Jesus was returning this Friday, if he was actually coming back this Friday, what would you do differently? What would you prioritise in your life? What are things which you would like to get in order? Is there things there that you would do differently? I've got three points that I want to bring out this morning. The first one is be ready. The second one is assessment time. And the third one is, I've forgotten how I was going to summarise it, but <laughs> it basically has the idea that um, it's unexpected, completely unexpected. So I want to read the first passage. The first passage is from Matthew 25. Verses 1 through to 13. It's under the title of the Ten Virgins. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took, took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry ran out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of, some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet. The door was shut. Later the others came also. Sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth. I do not know you. Therefore, keep watch, because we do not know the day or hour that is coming. I mean, the passage really is fairly self-explanatory, isn't it? The, um, I think the term bride, uh, bridesmaids or virgins is interchangeable here. I don't know why the term virgins was actually used. You have five who were switched on, five who weren't. Five who knew that the bridegroom at this wedding banquet could be a long time in coming. So they came prepared, they bought the extra oil 
why the um, foolish ones didn't. They just didn't even really think about the possibility that he might be a long term, a long time coming. He came. They um, went to trim their lights. No oil left. They uh, asked the other, they asked the other um, bridesmaids for some oil, and they say, "I oh, know I don't really have enough to, for you and I, so you're going to have to go out and buy your own." Imagine going out to buy oil at midnight. How would that go? I mean, even even in our day and age, we've got service stations open 24 hours a day. It still would be difficult to buy oil. You could probably buy coke and you could probably buy chips and chocolates and whatever else. But I doubt you'd be able to get oil, especially for a lamp oil. Lamp, lamp oil. The passage is about us being ready for his return. Are we all ready for his imminent return? The scripture says that, that he is coming back. The truth about scripture is that he is coming back and if someone tells you when he's coming back, you know that you can tick that one off as being a date that he's not going to come. <laughs> because he said no one knows the day or hour. If you're waiting to put things off, I don't really want to do that yet. I'll wait till he gets, gets a little bit closer. Then I'll change my life and I'll do this and I'll do that because I know it'll make him happy, especially if you haven't actually taken Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. If you're putting that off to a day when it can all be a little bit, I can actually live and do the things that I want to do and not be restricted by this faith business. Well, the facts are the bridegroom might come and you're not ready. And you can't get into the wedding banquet. It reminded me a little day of a little bit of being at work the other day when you know this safety rubbish. <laughs> you know all the safety stuff. Well, I grew up in a, a when I did my apprenticeship, if you if a job needed to get done, you did what was necessary to get it done. You didn't worry about scissor lifts and work platforms and rails and all the rest of the stuff that you've got to worry about these days. Well, at work, we've worked out a way to do things which we believe is safe, but, you know, just because you believe it's safe doesn't mean it gets ticked off. Or that it might even be safe, because it might not be safe. And so we were working out in the bush a fair way from boss's eyes and that sort of thing, and we'd worked out a way which we thought was safe. But just like you don't know the return, what day our Lord is going to return, well, our boss tended to wander in at a time when we completely did not expect him. And we had one guy riding on one thing and other people up on the roof, and I'm thinking, oh, no, here we go. So there was a big meeting and a big, you know, got our backside smacked and the rest of it. Yeah, we weren't ready for him to come to our work site. Are you ready for Jesus to return? Is everything in place? I want to move on to my second point, the assessment. Verses 14 through to about 30, I think. Again, it is like a man who's going on a journey 
and called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on the journey. The man who had received five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one who had two talents gained two more. But the one who had received one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master... Oh, sorry, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five talents bought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. The master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man who had two talents came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents, so you have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Now the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew you were a hard man, harvesting where you had not sown and gathering where you had not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew I harvested where I had not sown and gathered where I had not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more, and he who and, and he will ha will have an, an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Well, that's not backward in coming forward that passage, is it? Each of us, it says there in that passage, that each of us has been given gifts and abilities from our Creator to be used for Him. You know what, I, I get amazed sometimes when I'm talking to people that they tell me they're a person of faith. And I'm amazed because when I'm with them, I do not see it. It's like it's very personal and they hide it away. And by the way that they conduct themselves, you wouldn't think that they were a person of faith. The language they use, their, their attitudes towards women, their attitudes towards people of other races. It's a very sobering judgment this is. This is very this is the end times when he returns, we've got no idea when he's coming. And when he returns, he's going to call us to give an account for what we have done 
with what he has given us. I don't know whether it's a reference to losing salvation or it doesn't fit into my belief system. I would assume that that person had a false understanding of what faith really is. But it's sobering. We just, don't, we just can't coast through life Picking up all the blessing, yeah, I believe, I believe, I'm going to heaven, I've got eternal life, I've got all the good things. But not use our talents and our gifts which have been given to us right here and now to extend his kingdom. That is the challenge. Wherever we are, whatever we're doing. It's not a passive thing. Jesus, what you coming here? You coming here to see me today? Oh, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't, I don't think I'm ready. Okay, okay. I better go. I better go and get ready. I'll see you soon, Jesus. Now Jesus come a long way. He's bound to be hungry. He's going to be starving and thirsty. I know what I'll do. I'll cook up a big bowl of spaghetti bowl of bolognese. Because that's really good. You can just reheat it and keep it nice and warm and it doesn't get overcooked. And I'll get a bottle of wine. He had wine. He had wine at the wedding. So, <laughs> bottle of wine and, and a big bowl of spaghetti bowls. You're a salad bread too. I'll get a salad. Oh, you've got to tell the salad. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. That must be him now. Hello? Oh, are you? Hello. No, I'm really no, sorry. Not. Sorry to bother you, but I am just so hungry and so thirsty. And someone told me you were very kind man. You would maybe help me. Well, normally I am. Just, but just, I've got a really special guest coming today. And, and I can't, I've got to be careful to go around the place. So there's a McDonald's officer. I'm sure you get the, they always throw, the kids never eat any of it, so it's always in the bin. <laughs> Sorry, if you want a drink, I've got a tap. I think it's the word. In the front yard. Sorry. Next time, well, no worries at all. So hungry, I'm so thirsty. Sorry, I really am. Okay, now I've got the food ready and I've got the wine ready. He's coming a long way, he's going to want to stay the night. So I've got to get the spare bedroom made up. I've got to change the sheets and pillow sleep and get it all nice and tidy, you know. Always gets a bit of a mess in there. That must be him now. Hello? Are you... Hello. No, sorry, no, no, no. I'm really sorry to intrude, but I've come a really long way, and I'm, I thought my cousin lived in this town, but he doesn't, and I, I just need a place to stay for one night. I just, I'll just one night, just pull my feet up and. Well, any other time would be fine. 
But I've got a really special guest coming, and I'm getting all these people knocking on my front door today. It doesn't normally happen. Just one night, though, like, no, a bit long. Look, there's a, there's, a, there's a motel down on the highway. It's not that far, a couple of kilometres. The walk will do you good. <laughs> and if you haven't got any money, there's some good bridges on the way. You can always get under them and sleep. Get out of the weather. Sorry. Uh, I've got the food ready. I've got the spare bed ready. The house is looking tidy. All I need now is for Jesus to arrive. Hello, are you? No, you're not. Uh, I'm not. Uh, look, I, I just got out, out of prison, as you can see. Um, and I just, I was wondering if you had any clothes, because no one, no one will observe me, no one will talk to me, and I just, I don't know what to do. Look, I'm really sorry, but um, I've got a special friend coming today, and a very important person. That'd be right. And there's a few clothing bins don't on the worry. way, actually. Don't worry. And look, there's the people around the corner look for the bus, the salvos. Yeah. Thank Sell God for the salvos. No, no, no. Hello? Who is it? Jesus? What? You've already been? to those on his left depart from me you who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devils and his angels for I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink I was a stranger and you did not invite me in I needed clothes and you did not clothe me I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or needing clothes, or sick, or in prison, and did not help you? And he will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. So be ready. Use what he's given us. And just understand that his coming will be very, very unexpected. I'm just closing a word of prayer. Lord, I just want to thank you for your word, for who you are, and for how you love your servants, Lord. And I just pray that you help us 
just to honour you, Lord. And everything that we do, everything that we say, with our attitudes, with our resources, with our gifts, with our abilities. And constantly love our neighbour. I pray this in your name. Amen.